on last week's Irrevelations. Interesting story. A guy from Syria has a disease, goes to Israel to get a cure, and then gets scammed out of some money. This is funny because he is not an Israelite, right? He's Syrian. He is a dirty, filthy, heathen fuck. And yet, God keeps giving him victories. You don't even care enough to meet with me yourself? You're going to send a messenger and tell me to, like, bathe in some Jew river? Was my spirit not with you when you went down and accepted this from him? Like, don't you know that I'm a little bit omniscient, bro? Like, I can... I was there. And he went out from his presence, leprous, as white as snow. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell, just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. I know that you like weird internet culture. It's kind of your thing. Uh, I right? love weird internet culture. It is my thing. It's not kind of my so, thing. It's my only thing. Yeah. In fact, it's only yours as well. I don't think anyone else has it. <laughs> no one else is qualified like, to speak like, to it. Just, just wallowing in deep, absurdist bullshit. Now, uh, there was an article written in The Atlantic. A reputable news source? Is The Atlantic reputable? I have no idea. Um, I would say yes. Uh, it depends on... I mean, they're, they're very... Uh, they're like uh, feature-style journalism in a lot of cases. You know, they're like a magazine, I think, originally. So it's kind of more... It's not journalism like Wall Street Journal or Washington Post, but it is... You know, it depends on who's writing for it, I guess. There's okay. definitely shit in the Atlantic, but right. I think this one's great. Okay. Without Let's... further ado, the story title is, My Little Pony Fans Are Ready to Admit They Have a Nazi Problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, admitting it is the first step to recovery, as long as they admit yeah. it. Let's get out front and just say, first off, go read it. It's a great read. It's written by Caitlin Tiffany. It was published on June 23rd, a couple weeks ago. Um this is some craziness. Uh, Sum it up. Why, why is it crazy? I mean, I, I mean, I, okay. So first off, I'm not surprised. I've seen. Yeah. I, you see a lot of actually. It, it is weird how the deeper you get into nerd culture, the farther away. The, also, the deeper you get into conservative values, and the farther you get away from. I, I think just general humanity, and maybe that's why they're connected. I don't know. It, Absolutely. It, you know, it, it, it about. If you take any fandom to its core, to the depths of where people, as people get more and more obsessed with it, at some point, someone's going to talk about the Holocaust and how it yeah, didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. You know? I see where you're coming from, and that's a solid enough point. I think what this has more to do with is let's look at the demographic of people that are way in, way too into My Little Pony. They're boys, right? It's bronies, right? It's not fronies or whatever you would call i don't, I, don't know, I mean version. i'm sure there's a couple but yeah it's typically a it seems male dominated what girl would want to be around it in the first place right correct so it's boys they're generally like teenagers 
up uh, into. <laughs> up in, okay, I know. It, it, that's where it started. It started with the guys that. So it can't. Bronyism became a thing in like the early 2010s, right? Probably I thought it was. I, I, I thought it was specifically latched on to by preteen girls and like mid twenties dudes into like early thirties. I, I well, don't I think that whenever it crossover when it but. kicked off. 10 years ago, it was like 13-year-old, 14-year-old boys, high school boys. Sure. Now a lot of them are in their 20s. And of course, even then, there were like 20-year-old idiots. But I think right. that it, it, they've kind of grown up with it. And like, honestly, if you if you go into bronyism at any point in your life, what are your odds of getting out without a fucking bullet, you know? Right, right, right. It's like, uh, it's like flat earth, you know, and cults and stuff like that. You're so deep and yeah. you've been shunned by society for your beliefs. You're Rightfully you know, so. Rightfully so. Yeah, you don't belong anymore. But no. Uh, so, 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 you know, like, who can you turn to? You've got your uh, cultivation of bronies who are uh, passing out child porn, but like uh, horse themed. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, where, 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 who will take you now? Okay. So, circling back, we've got dudes. We've got, uh, you know, mostly adolescent to young adult. Sure. We've got the fact that they're very online, right? They're all fucking, this is all like forum based. This is, doesn't happen in real life. I mean, I've, know. I've. <laughs> I have thought about going to a furry convention just for like hunting, but um, I've never. <laughs> I've ne- I, 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 they do meet in public. There, there, there are. They, yeah, they but it wouldn't. Happen. It would never have become a thing without the internet. I guess, or at yeah. least not to the extent that it has, because it's not safe. I don't think to just openly declare that you're a furry. Most the, towns will lynch you for that. The, the internet is like passing a magnet through the sand, picking up iron fillings. Like normally they would <laughs> exactly. be buried deep, deep in there, exactly. but as long as you can collect them somehow. But my point being that you take that demographic, right? Male, young, very online. What it, what also is in that that fucking realm is 4chan, right? right? Like we're talking about some of the worst corners of the internet. So it's not surprising that like, Guys from Pole and shit also just happen to have this overlap <laughs> with My Little Pony. And, uh, I, I do think it's it, yeah. My Little Pony is one of the ones I, I understand the least. Because, I mean, it really is My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. I, I, I kind of wonder the, the, the intersection. Like, yeah, friendship is magic, but fuck immigrants. And I'm like, okay. I think. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I wait, feel wait. like you've missed a core <laughs> a core concept of the show. Be like, it's about fucking horses, right? Like, I, I mean, kind of, yes, but it's also about friendship and I think equality. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But also look at the way that they use, like, Western values, you know? Uh-huh. And like they they put like this sheen of of trying to be moral or ethical or whatever over their fucking white supremacy for sure they always have so it's not surprising that they would take something benign like friendship is magic and turn it into like as long as you're the same skin color as me or whatever you know just a <laughs> I caveat think, uh, friendship is magic as long as you're not Muslim I think is yes. the general is some of the posts I've seen um, yeah I don't know it's kind of funny. Um I, I wonder I wonder if you and I could just take over the friendship like uh, my little pony. I know we have zero street cred and 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 and, z- and also zero industry context. But what if we were able to create a new season and the entire subplot is about how that like farm girl horse is just yeah. being chased by a couple of like these weird turban wearing invader horses that just come into the neighborhood, you know? Camels, obviously. Yeah, but camels. Yeah. A bunch of camels come into the neighborhood <laughs> and just start fucking shit up, and everyone's just a little bit suspicious, you know? 
it'd be like the plot of it'd be the plot of Angry Birds, but horses. Yeah, they're they're gonna make the cowgirl pony wear a fucking like uh, burka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just gonna be a bunch of uh, there's just gonna be like the the I don't know the sheriff is like there's some no go zones girls we can't go over there no more. <laughs> they circumcised uh, yeah. Dash. <laughs> Uh, do they circumcise horses? I don't think. What would be the point? I don't know. So they can go to horse heaven? I, I don't guess. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking. Why, what's the point of what's circumcising the point of it in the first a human? <laughs> like, well, I, <laughs> well, my point is, like, at best, you're like, well, it's a good look to have a circumcised penis. But yeah. horse penises are already kind of perfect, bro. Yeah, they are. Yeah, those things will fucking wreck your cervix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw that same video where that horse fucks that guy to death. At no point was I thinking about, like, how they could what? improve it. You know? <laughs> I thought it was a masterpiece as is, you know? Don't. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> God damn. Well, um, I didn't know that was a video. Let's just. I got some, guess I got some work to do tonight. What we really need is the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> especially at this point. Um, Maybe those, brony, those bronies Christian. probably need less Bible, though. Having read this, they need. I, I would not if if, oh, yeah. if you were trying to get people to come away from Nazism, don't do it with the Bible. It ain't gonna well, work. I don't wanna do a big spoiler alert. Or I'm going to give you a big spoiler right here, so close your ears if you don't want to know about this, but there is definitely sex with donkeys later on in this book, so <laughs> hold on to your fucking horses. Yeah, yeah no don't, pun let the, don't let the uh, brony fandom find out. That's yeah. a, all they all they really need is some excuse, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Fu- I would never. I mean, well, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I remember I sent you that video about that uh, journalist who was interviewing kids, and they were having an argument about who had fucked more donkeys. Do you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Oh my god. Uh, we'll post it on the Twitter, but um, okay, it good. was horrific. <laughs> but basically, it was like two uh, 13-year-old boys, and it was a vice journalist just going through Africa. And uh, they were like, he's like, okay, it just came out. Apparently, these guys fuck donkeys, and, uh, and like, one of the kids just was like, oh yeah, oh, I, I, I did see that. Yeah, where he's like, oh, we gotta come up smooth and like get them in the ready. And he's like, you're not worried about them kicking. He's like, I go in gentle. And I'm like, God, <laughs> oh no, yeah, I do remember that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, I had been able to block that out. But that's another thing. But we should, we yes. should, uh, we should set it as a hot tip to Brodies. Yeah. Well. I don't think I don't think you can fuck a horse that well. No, I think a donkey no. you could probably make it happen. But I think if you hobble, if you hobble you. it, you're fine. You hobble it first, hmm. like where you put the ropes around its legs, and then it can't kick or run away. And then it can't kick. Okay, I've, trust me, right. I've thought this Good. through. Uh, Life pro tips, everybody. To, to put a cap on this before we start talking about the Bible, I will say unequivocally, I'm glad that the Bronies aren't Nazis anymore. I guess, right? <sighs> I mean, less Nazis is always a good thing. I guess, but I mean, I I think there's something, I don't know what it is or why just inherently pathetic people love Nazism. Because yeah. I, I, you, you would think that I guess if you're going to attach yourself to like a movement, don't attach to one that would have locked you up in a train and then sent you off to be oh, gassed. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, you know. I don't so know. maybe like it's it kind of sucks because now they're on our side. That's yeah, what you're saying. You know. Like we want them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair what enough. Anyways, uh, we're here to read the Bible. <laughs> this is uh, the Revelations podcast. We read the Bible so that you don't have to. I'm Grant DeVoist. And I'm Cole Deluski. And we're on episode 93 of the show. Um, and we're in 
the book of Second Kings, kicking off today in chapter 6. We've been really working our way slowly through this book. It's been very dense, very full, full of like crazy shenanigans. Um, so Yeah, well, we'll we're... I, th- this part of the Bible that we're in right now, I don't see the point. I don't... And definitely this, like, I think the, the, is it the next three chapters? We're going to try to get through three chapters today. We'll probably only get through two, just the way we've been doing things. Yeah, to be honest. But it doesn't, it, it seems like we're on a, a filler arc or a fanfic or something. It's just Elisha doing miracles or weird shit happening. You know, I don't know. It doesn't seem related to some overarching plot or seem to have any point, I guess. I don't know. Well, what, what did we discover when we were kicking this book off? Wasn't this written in the Babylonian exile, they think? Yes. Yes, they do So think these that. people are just fucking bored. This is their, <laughs> this is their brony phase. Okay. You know? They're just, they're just writing a, um, I, I, uh, yeah, they're, they're just, they're just writing bullshit to, to write bullshit. It, it doesn't seem yeah. to be tied to anything. Um, which is like, I'll, I'll give you the title of this, uh, first chapter. My Bible calls it, uh, two Kings. Is it Second Kings? Second Kings. Yeah. God, I'm sounding like Trump here. A Second Kings six, the floating axe head. Ooh, yeah. Whoa, this is the weakest spooky. story in the Bible. This is the dumbest story yet. It really is. Um, it it's only kind of cool in the way that it kind of relates to like the King Arthur story, if you think about it. But that's it. I, I almost feel like it's like uh, you know, like when um, Harry Potter is like talking about like we first gets introduced to magic and they're explaining about how secret they have to keep it from the muggles, you know? And he's like, yeah, why yeah. wouldn't we just tell everybody? I mean, we can cure cancer like that. And they're like, yeah, yeah. but if we, if we like the weak ass excuse that JK Rowling gives them is that the wizard's like, yeah, but people ask us to do favors. Yeah. And I'm like, then they're going to okay. want us to do their, they're going to want us to use our wizarding power to like do their trans surgery. And yeah. They're going to want us to, they're going to want us to cure cancer and eliminate world hunger. And I'm busy. You know, I mean, my, like, trans, my trans joke was pretty good, but yeah, whatever, just keep, Fine, just but keep whatever. talking. <laughs> it was actually pretty weak, but my, uh, my, okay. my point is, is like, it, we'll, we'll get to it, but if magic were real and you just knew there were people that had it, how, how mundane a task would you then try to get magic to be done? You know, like, True. like if you had a friend who could just do things magically and you're like, Hey man, can you tie my shoe real quick? And like, what? You tie your shoe. Like, yeah, but come on, wave your wand. Just fucking... Time yeah, shoot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's true. Slippery slope fallacy doesn't apply here for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, magic is bad. Anyways, that's you're saying that's kind of what's going on. That's why they're keeping I, it. I, yeah, like when we get to this chapter, I just don't understand. Like, it, it makes me think that if I were Elisha, what what wouldn't I use magic for? It just seems like he's like a kid with a new toy, you know? Like, like when we get to this book, uh, this first chapter, let's just get into it. But it it, yeah. it just seems like I, I don't get it. So, um. The Sons of the Prophets, who we mentioned before, is like a, I guess, a, a small cult of uh, war prophets. I mean, war prophets are probably, they're just prophets who also fight, um, are meeting with Elijah, and they're like, hey, man, our house is too tiny. We need to move. Correct. Um, so they start talking about how they're going to do that. And, you know, the Jordan River has a nice little floodplain, I would imagine. That's where you want to set up your house, right? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, hey, look at the ground so flat by this river. Why don't we just move there? And it's like, well, we'll find out. Look at this low line, very (laughs) silty, muddy water. That could be a sweet ass beach home. And they're like, that would be cool. We could set up like tube rentals. They're like, brilliant. (laughs) So basically, he says, all right, 
Let's go to the Jordan. Each of us can get in the, my Bible says a pole. And I don't know if it means a stick or like a Polish person, but uh, we're going to go my, there. Mike calls it a I'm beam. No, I get yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not Polish people, but I just like mine says it's a, it's like a beam, like a, to build a house. Yeah. It means a rooftop basically. So we can b- yeah. basically build up a little tent city here for us to live in like a, a sort of a Chaz situation, you know? Okay. The Jordan river autonomous zone, the right. Jazz. Jazz. So the jizz, the jizz. So sure enough, they go down there. Um, and one of them says to Elisha, like, Hey, will you come down and help us out? He goes along. Um, and they're cutting down trees alongside the Jordan, right? Which that makes sense. You know, that way they fall in the river. You just like float them down to your construction site. You know? like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Or just do it for fun. Just, uh, yeah. you know, or just chop down trees for fun. Uh, so one of them is cutting, and the iron axe head flies off of the handle into the water. That's why, turns out, you don't cut your trees by the water. And he freaks out because apparently he was borrowing it from someone. This isn't even his fucking axe head. Yeah. Uh, which is disgusting. Like, yeah, you, you're going to take a used axe head and then break it, you know? Yeah. Quite miserly. Very. So it falls in, and... Uh, they go to Elisha and they're like, listen, you have to save the- Like, my neighbor is going to kill me. I borrowed his tools. And to be fair, I would kill you if you borrowed my tools oh, and dropped them. Oh, in yeah. Favor. Yeah. I'd be sitting there just like him explaining. I'm like, I really do wish I had that axe right now. <laughs> for, would, for more I reasons would, than one. I would cut your goddamn head off. But that's a catch-22. Like, if you're going to lose, like, like, hey, man, uh, I, lost I lost all, all your, your guns. Yeah, yeah, I lost all your guns. Like, fuck. Lucky that you did. <laughs> You're getting away Good with this time one. Time here or some shit. Uh, so Elisha says, all right, all right, where in the river did it? Did it fall? They point it out. And all he does is he cuts a stick and he throws it in and poof, the axe head floats up from the bottom of the river and they grab it out. That's it. That's the whole fucking story. Do, do you think the dumb fucking captive Babylonian exiles would just losing their shit at this story? <laughs> Do you They're think like, anyone what? has ever been impressed about a floating accent? Do you think everyone was like, whoa? I don't like, think the Babylonians were reading the, like, the, like, the stuff. Like the priest is telling the people, like, and then the axe head float. And then there's he's, like, written down, wait for applause. You know, like, <laughs> wait for cheers Dramatic to die pause. down. Yeah, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what a, <laughs> what a weird magical story. Elijah is, like, just helps the guy find an axe head in the river. By, by yes, the way, but- I've lost shit in the river a couple of times. Uh, never required magic. Just found it. Just you know, went for a swim. Found it. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Put on a snorkel and a mask. You're fine. Yeah, you know, he should have prayed hey, on it. He should have had hey, more we're, faith. We're proud of you. <laughs> so, okay, so that story was minor, stupid, a parlor trick like we've seen so many times. Some guy lost Let's an axe head. Elijah helped him find it. Yeah, Great. whatever. The rest of chapter six a little bit crazier. All right, so. We cut from this uh, quaint scene on the Jordan River to Syria. Now, the Syrian king, or Aram, depending on who you are, uh, is at war with Israel. He's been working with his officers, and he's like, look, we need to find a place, set up camp, ambush the Israelites, kill them all at once, right? You don't, Back in the day, you don't want to attack a city. you got to lay a siege. you got to starve them out. We find out later that gets very complicated. Ambushes are better, you know. Yeah, always, uh, every time. Yeah, worked for Chris Dorner. It did. (laughs) Uh, Very topical right now. I love it. (laughs) So uh, 
the uh, the king of Aram, right? He's or Syria, whatever, is trying to find a way to basically catch the Israelites off guard. And um, God keeps sending word though to the king of Israel through Elisha that this is where they're going to set up this attack. So over and over again, he's basically stopping the plan from working. So Elisha would get like a, I don't know, his fucking fingers would tingle or whatever. And he'd be like, Oh, I got to go tell the king what not, where not to take his troops. And so time after time, uh, the king of Aram is being foiled by fucking Elisha and his pesky God. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, he, he set up these ambushes, and Elisha's like, hey, don't go over to, like, he's like, hey, you guys seem cool. Don't go to fucking this field tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Or don't go down this road, or don't don't go through this valley. So the king of Aram, naturally, is getting pissed off. And for whatever reason, he starts to find out what's going on. I kind of imagine, like, a Wile E. Coyote-type situation where he's just, like, he's just sitting there with a box with some muddy and, a you know, at the bottom and, like, a stick holding the box up. He's like, I know these guys. This is how I'm going to get them. <laughs> I can't resist okay. this gold. <laughs> and, then, and then no one ever comes. He's like, this is impossible. I, yeah, I had a very good authority work. this was going to work. Now, one of his officers somehow knows what's going on, which seems absurd to me. I guess maybe they have spies. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm assuming they have spies all over. It's kind of like the Departed, you know, like they sure like somehow the king is fine now, so they're you know they're they're well, and these guys are chummy at times, so you know they probably all speak the same language and they have yeah. friends that live there and here and whatever. So this officer is able to say to the king, actually, dude, uh, there's this guy Elisha, the Israeli prophet. Um, he's telling the king every time that you set up, he can speak the very words that you're saying in your bedroom. So basically. He's got, like, God-powered surveillance mode, right? Um, he's like a human drone, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's kind of interesting because kind of what leads to it is that he calls all his servants in. So he does know there is a spy, and yeah. he calls all his servants in and is like, which one of you is working for the king of Israel, you know? And they're like, don't you know it's fucking Elijah, which, I mean, I wonder if they are. One of them probably was working for it. Like, yeah. Elijah just a scapegoat? Like, yeah. uh it is kind of kind of speaking of the departed. It does seem like kind of one of those things where they're like all the, everyone's like, who could it be? Who could it be? And there's just like Matt Damon just in the corner. It's like, that is a good question. You know, the funny part is it should be obvious who it was, too. If Elisha is the one with the information giving it to the Israelite king, didn't Elisha just heal the lead general for all of the <laughs> Aramean like- army? That is kind of interesting. Did we, yeah, I you know it doesn't make any mention of that, but we just had an entire plot where the leader of the Syrian army just said, yeah. "Okay, I know the God of Israel is real, and I swear to God that I'm gonna like remember <laughs> this him. day." And then all of a sudden, he just like every time there's a battle, somehow the Jews find out first. He's like, "I don't." <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I'm assuming this has to be like after that, because otherwise he's the obvious culprit. Like the king is gonna cut his head off. Yeah, Maybe but he did. but Naaman is a is a what do you call it? a very a reputable boy. dude you know yeah it, it'd be like if like uh mathis kept being like i don't understand i keep trying to blow up ices they keep slipping through you know you wouldn't and then all of a sudden it turns out he's a liberal the whole time you know you'd you'd be surprised <laughs> That'd be kind of funny <laughs> so deep state you know <laughs> so the king is pissed off that elisha has this uh omniscient power and says all right go find that guy we're gonna kill his ass so he sends out men and they report back. He is in Dothan, Alabama. Sorry, Dothan, Israel, I'm assuming. Right. Probably smells same like pl- a fucking paper Same place. Yeah, shithole. Yeah. 
I, lo- I have a lot of good childhood memories from Dothan. I bet. Um, that, well, not every kid likes getting molested, Grant. So it's well, not like <laughs> it's not for everyone. I'm very resi- <laughs> very resilient. Uh, so he sends a bunch of horses and a bunch of chariots, a huge force. And they go by night, and they surround the city of Dothan, which you couldn't really do in Dothan, Alabama. There's not any, like, mountains. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop tying in Dothan, yeah, Alabama. these Dothan jokes. You know it's funny. We, were, we blew so, every <laughs> single good Dothan joke, like, a year ago, and it was one. And it oh, wasn't yeah, even that good. we yeah. had Dothan. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. Okay, so, the servant of the man of God which, as we all know, is Gehaziah, or Gehaziah, whatever his name is. The one that got cursed with leprosy this, last this episode. This leper uh, dude, yeah. Yeah. He goes out in the morning to do his like servant shit, get water, feed the cat, whatever. And he sees, now that the sun's coming up, this enormous force completely surrounding the city. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he runs in, wakes up Elisha. Bro, bro, there's fucking like ah, they're all here. They know that you're telling the king, the king of Israel about their attacks. And uh Elisha, cool as a fucking cucumber. Which says, I wouldn't be if I'm getting like shaken awake by a leper. I'd be oh, like, yeah. yo, bro, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> Look, we'll be fine about the enemies. Yell, I don't want you to touch me. You yell from outside. You don't fucking come <laughs> into my bedroom. Well, presumably the leprosy's gone. My fucking mouth was again. open and everything, bro. So Elisha is, is fucking chill. He's like, look, we've got more people than they do. And Elisha then prays to God and says, Lord, open up his eyes so he can see. And sure a fuck enough, brace yourself, there is an even larger army of chariots of fire and like demonic horses, I'm assuming, surrounding Elisha. So he's got like this, I'm assuming angels, right? Something. <sighs> uh, you're not... Uh, you're not a fan of Adventure Time, right? No. Oh, I know what a, it is, though. There, uh, there's a guy there, and the dog. This is going to be an obscure reference, but there's one episode where he talks about wizard vision. Yeah, and, well, if I can make Dothan jokes, you can do But this. whatever. Everyone everyone thinks the Ice King's so fucking weird and crazy. And then, like, later, a couple seasons later, he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, once you have wizard eyes, you can see it. And they're like, what's wizard eyes? And they show from his point of view, everything's crazy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Like, like the point being is, like, Elisha's like, uh, so Gehazi, Gehazi. What the fuck is his name? Gehazi. Gehazi. Yeah. Gehazi uh, shuffles his leprosy hands and like touches Elijah um, and doesn't wash and says, hey, man, do you realize we are surrounded? And I didn't at the time think that it was really related to the way he says it. It says, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I thought he was just saying God. Oh, no. He but means get, a literal, like, like heavenly like army. Like a quantity. There is more of us. Yeah. And he says, open his eyes. So I think the implication is that there is some type of secret prophet vision Correct. that you can be granted that will let you see angels. Yeah. And that's got to fuck you up. Right? <laughs> like... Just a walking nightmare, PTSD out the yeah, wazoo. You could just tell Gehazi was thinking about masturbating that evening. He's like, I don't think I can. What if they're... <laughs> there's just if- an, there's an angel army in your room. <laughs> yeah, there's, and, then, and like there, it's the same angels that were like, yeah, we saw you do that thing with Naman last week. That's how we, that's how we know. That's how we oh, knew yeah. about it. But yeah, I guess they're surrounded by a flaming demon army. Well, demon, I guess angel army, but... Demons are just angels, but cooler. So yeah, but either way, fire and brimstone and hatred, angels, Badass. angels, angels. So after having granted this vision to uh, 
Kahiza, whatever, buttery males. He goes to the enemy army and does the opposite. He completely blinds them. So he prays to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. Boom. Not one of them can see. So there's like up in these hills surrounding his city. Right. And suddenly every single one of them loses their vision. It's like an opposite of the Gideon attack, kind of like. Yeah. The, in a way. Not I, really. Not, it doesn't not, matter. Not, like a, uh, not, not to be a doubting Thomas, but do you think it could have just been a gas leak? <laughs> like a bunch of. <laughs> Like an entire army goes blind simultaneously. They're like, what the fuck? Well, this was before America was dropping white phosphorus all over the Middle yeah, East. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. I guess it could be. Um, so he, Elisha goes up to these now blinded soldiers who are apparently also fucking idiots. And he says to them, oh, guys, hey, you're in the wrong city. I know you, you guys are looking for, right? You're looking for Elisha. He's over this way. Everyone follow me. I'm going to lead you guys into battle. Which, first off, okay, obviously a lie. Second, if they are going to be taken to where Dothan actually is, don't they not want to go? They're fucking blind. What are yeah, they going to do I, when they it, get there? It is kind of a, it reminds me of that scene from um, Genesis where the guys are trying to rape the angels in uh, Sodom. Yeah. And was it Sodom or was it Gomorrah? Where, where it was Sodom. It was Sodom. Which is fun. There's a funny connection to this, by the way. I'll but like, remember, like a bunch of people surrounded the village, and then they're trying to rape the angels, and then they blinded them, yeah. and they're like, "We're still trying to fuck." Like, I'm yeah, just oh, wondering yeah. if at the time blindness wasn't no big thing. Like, it must not. Have you been. still had errands to run. You still got things to do. It's like when you're. It's like when you've been out and you've been drinking, and you're like, I mean, okay, they didn't have glasses back then, so yeah. Yeah, it's like when you've been drinking and you're like, okay, I really should take a cab, but I gotta get my car home. <laughs> okay you know i good. still got errands to do i still got things to do you know i'm not gonna let this get in the way and all they're looking for is one fucking profit it shouldn't be a big deal right it's not like they really need this enormous force so they're probably still cool with it so sure enough they listen to them to uh, elisha and uh he walks their happy asses all the way to samaria which if you forgot is the capital of israel right where uh jehoram or whoever is the king right so this is their enemy. This is the guy that they've actually been trying to trap this whole time, Jehoram's army. They get walked into there, and then Elisha says, all right, God, give them their vision back. Boom. They're in the middle of the enemy city, basically surrounded by the Israelite army now. The tables fucking turns, right? Brilliant move. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does kind of stretch belief. You know you're in the town. You're like, this is the town. You all go blind. And then some guy, you just hear a voice like, hey, hey, you guys are looking for the, the man of God, right? Okay, yeah, it's a fucking two-day walk in the other direction. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it's real. E the real miracle here is getting, like, a fucking army of blind people to, like, go from one town to another without losing any, you know? I couldn't I couldn't get an army of five-year-olds to who can see the same distance, you know? I wish I knew more about like uh, foreign affairs so I could make a joke about the Syrian civil war right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. But because because they, I mean, it seems dumb. Why have a civil war? Like that's stupid. <laughs> what's so anyway, civil about war? So anyway. their troops always sucked. Is what I I'm mean, civil wars are dumb, but what's even dumber is uh, living with mixed races. You know, you got to do something about it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> continuing on, the king of Israel sees this new army that he's just been handed by Elisha and turns to Elisha because apparently he's not a king. He's a little fucking cuck. And he says, hey, Elisha, should I kill them? And Elisha says, no, 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 my king. That's not what we do here. Let's show them how great we are. Let's feed them, fill up their bellies, pat on the butt, send them home. 
you know? And then they're going to be like, hey, we owe these guys. They're cool or whatever. It is a know. pretty strong dab. Like, if, if, if imagine you wake up and there's just a giant, like, one of your neighbors is, is urgent for a fight. He's finally ready to do it. He's huge. And then all of a sudden, as he's fighting, he slips and he knocks himself out cold. And then he wakes up yeah. the next day and there's just mimosas and eggs. And you're like, hey, sleepyhead. I, <laughs> and he just, he's like, he looks down. He's like, did you change me? And I'm like, yeah. You, uh, yeah, you shit yourself. You shit yourself. So I <laughs> I just wanted to wipe you down and put you in a, that, that bathrobe is silk. You'd be like, damn. Shit. Shit. <laughs> I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, now. that's, I'd be pumped, right? Um, That'd be pretty jazz. big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime that I get put into silk by another grown man. Uh, so he said, yeah, let's make him a feast, send him on their way. And sure enough, after that, the bands from Syria, it says for now, uh, quit raiding Israel's territory. Now, what was the point of bringing him to the king just to, to dab on everybody? Is it just a mega flex? Because he could have just uh, he could have just taken those blind guys and fed them with oil and bread or some shit. And well, it stopped the raid. It stopped I mean, him from raiding. I think the raid stopped the when they went blind. Yeah, but I mean, it stopped the raidings. Yeah, could he have just killed them all? Of course, that would make well, I mean, way more sense. My I mean, point there is, a, there was a heavenly army there. My point is, what does the king add to this story? He could have just blinded the guys. And then, like, taking care of them and then unblinded them and be like, all right, you guys, you tried to kill me and I, I, I spun you around and I sent you back on your way. Uh, it just seems like a massive flex on the king. Like, the king was just mind his own business. He's just writing on paper. He's got taxes to accrue. And then just here comes Elisha, the guy he kind of hates anyway, just yeah. walking by, hey, by the way, I brought you an army um, and I'm just sending him back. Just wanted to let you know I had this army. Blinded army. I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, he's kind of, and also telling the king not to kill them and all that shit is very, uh, it's a pretty it's a power move. It's a hard flex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So not much time passes, but some time passes, it says. And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, once again mobilizes his entire army and lays siege to Samaria. So it says, okay, and that, you know, this is so weird. This is all still within chapter six, but in verse 23... It says, all right, they stopped raiding. And then verse 24, it says, okay, and then they came and they laid siege to the city. Like, in one verse, we go from, and that solved it, to, and we're right back where we started. It kind of, and especially what we're about to get into, it really kind of brings the question, what the fuck was any of this? So, the the whole point, I, I mean, I think, so let's think about what the chain of events are. The king says, I've been trying to ambush these these Israelites, and I can't mm-hmm. make it work. I don't want to siege. I want to catch them in the field. Yeah, so, it's easier. So then he's still trying to get the ambush strategy on, so he sends an army to kill the spy. They get bamboozled yep. and sent back. So I, I think he's just like, well, fuck. I guess I guess I, got a siege. Yeah, I guess I got a siege. I've been trying to ambush. I'm not going to be able to ambush. Let's just let – I mean, they're not going to be able to avoid this. It's their home. Correct. It, uh, it doesn't tell us how long it was between either. I'm guessing enough time for his troops' morale to recover and not to be in love with the Israelites anymore. Well, their bellies are so well. filled and they've had a great night's yeah. rest. They're probably ready for a siege to just turn around and do it. That's true. So, he, yeah, they get there. They besiege uh, S- Samaria. And there is a great famine, I'm assuming, because of the siege, right? You can't get food in or out. Or yeah, yeah. They, specifically they've, in. They've cut supply lines. And it's not like they have victory gardens or have thought this through. They, they have to leave the walls <laughs> of the city to plant and, and, and you know, Correct. Uh, get their flocks up and running. Here's what's uh, really disturbing is they tell us how expensive food came became at this point. So... 
if you wanted food in Samaria during this siege, to get a donkey's head, which I'm sure has some succulent pieces of meat on it, but mostly pretty gross, I, a donkey... A donkey's head would cost you two pounds of silver. <laughs> it's a it's a it's post war Germany. Um, it let's break that down. This is not really related to anything, but what do you think is edible in a donkey's head? I bet the ears are tasty. I've seen my dogs eat some like Dude, pigs. They roast, ears. roast like a roasted animal's head is a pretty normal thing. Is it? Do you eat brain? Yeah, you eat brain. Have you ever eaten brain? Uh, yeah, I think so. You used to eat squirrel brains when you were a kid, didn't you? I ate squirrel brains, I think it was like a novelty snack in Dayton, Ohio. In Ohio, people eat squirrel brains. I don't know if that's like the entire state, but at least in Dayton, no, Ohio. No, it is, I think. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they're so smart. That's why they can fly that's into space. They go to, that's why they go to space to get away from <laughs> it's the, all the goddamn fucking squirrel, squirrel brains. brains you eat. No, we had, a, we had brains at our wedding, actually, oh. reception. Um, they're pretty good. Okay, I guess. I I, yeah. It seems like it would be a high-protein snack, but it's just also a good way to get mad cow. But Well, you absorb the power and knowledge of whatever beast or human you eat the brain <laughs> of. That guy gained all the intelligence of a fucking donkey. But yeah. One other thing is, so it's it's eight, 80 shekels of silver for a donkey's head and one-fourth of a cab, whatever the fuck that means. That's about a quarter pound of silver. Uh and one fourth of a cab of dove droppings for five, for five shekels, shekels of silver. What is, yeah. What's a cab of dove droppings? Dove bird dro- shit. Well, I get that it's dove droppings sh- is bird shit, but what's a cab? It's, bird sh- it's because there's, well, a cab is a weight. So a cab is about, it says, uh, it's two ounces, I think. Yeah. So two ounces of oh bird shit God. with seeds in it. Oh, my God. That's pretty yeah. desperate. So it, was almost, it was almost worth its weight in silver. Ugh. To eat yeah. bird shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's one. It's pretty badass. Uh, so basically, the point is is that times are tough. The siege is working. They're eating bird shit. Uh, and as the king is just walking around, kind of like, hey, guys, how's things going? Everyone handling the siege okay? Everyone good? A woman <laughs> comes up. Everyone bird shit rations? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just a guy licking bird shit off the fucking statue. Like, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine I imagine there's just a statue covered in bird shit, and there's like a ticket teller at the front. He's like thirty. <laughs> you, you get you get all the shit you could eat in thirty seconds. You got to run up there and just lick it. <laughs> the richest man in town, right there. Um, but anyway, the king's walking around, and a woman runs up to him with a precarious situation. So we remember that Solomon had his kind of Judge Judy moment. He well, did. here's uh, here's King Joram's. The woman comes up to him, she's freaking out, and the king goes, all right, look, if the Lord can't help you, what the fuck am I going to do for you? Where am I going to find you food? Like, she she is wailing, and he's assuming, I think, correctly that it has to do with food. He's like, if God can't, he's like, I'm starving. We're all fucking starving. We're all on the same goddamn boat. I do kind of like the, the, the absolution of, like, responsibility. Like, there's just, like, I imagine the king's just running around town, and people are like, we're hungry. He's like, I'm hungry, too. And they're like, we're like but yeah. our lives matter. He's like, all lives matter. <laughs> there is definitely a hint of that in his response. So he said, all right, what the fuck is the matter? And she says, all right, a woman said to me, give me your son so that we can eat him today. And tomorrow we'll eat my son. It's a good deal. Yeah. Right. He's like, she's like, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for your son today. And she's like, oh, all no. right. It's this simple. Meat spoils, right? They don't have refrigeration. You can't cook up both. If you cook up one kid for yourself, some of it's going to go bad. Right, so right, So what, right. what she's saying is, let's eat minded yours today, 
right? We'll eat your kid. It's a plenty meal for both of our families. Tomorrow, I'll bring out my kid. We'll chop him up and eat. Right. Now, of course, they eat the this woman's son, cook him, eat him. And the next day, she went to, to the other woman and said, all right, you know, pony up. It's time to, to eat your son. And, of course, she had hidden her son, that bitch. Oh, that bitch. You hate to see it. Uh, just another just, a, just another single mom getting scammed. You know, it's just, <laughs> well, not anymore, but you, you know what I mean. <laughs> She's not a single mom. Yeah, yeah it, it's really fucking brutal. Like, yeah, and I kind of. I think technically she's still a mother until she's completely passed him through her yeah, digestive yeah, system. Yeah, and she's like, I'm going to birth this kid twice. <laughs> God uh. damn. Imagine, <laughs> imagine passing a knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they eat the knuckles. Fuck, that's not meat. Listen, Dan, if it's your if it's your kid, you eat the whole thing. That's what the Native sure, Americans sure. did. Okay, <laughs> with buffalo. But yeah, go on. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, I I love the kind of context because it. So he's wandering around. There's a woman yelling at him. Like, hey, I got a fucking problem. He's like, what? We all got problems. What's your problem? She's like, all right. So this lady came up to me, said, let's boil your son and eat him today. We'll eat my son tomorrow. And the king's yeah. just like, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, right, following. And she's like, okay. But then we boiled my son. And like, okay, well, now it's the next day and I'm hungry. And now that woman's missing, you know, obviously I need to be, I need someone's son. I'll tell you that much. Indeed. Now, this is where the king fucking snaps, right? Seeing this, you know, obviously he is somewhat in charge of the welfare for all the people in the city or his kingdom, in fact. And this was like the ultimate depravity, I think, is what this is supposed to be. That's what this is a uh, stand in for, is that it had gotten so bad women are eating their sons. So he freaks out. He tears his clothes and he says, I swear to fucking God, Elisha's head is coming off his body today. The reason I'm assuming for that is because Elisha did what? He let this whole army go that's now besieging him. They could they had them at their mercy. They could have killed the whole army. I don't army. think first of all, I don't think it was the whole army that was it was a it was a contingency of men. It was enormous. It was chariots and horsemen and everything. I'm pretty sure if they had wiped out all those dudes, they wouldn't be in this predicament. At uh, least there's a decent chance. I mean, it certainly couldn't have hurt. That's you know? why he's mad yeah. at Elisha, specifically. Yeah, yeah. it's like um yeah, I can understand him being like, well, we had the whole fucking army here, and I wish we had just kept them, because then we could have eaten them, you know? <laughs> sure, you like, wouldn't have had he to just, have he's, he's like, Elisha let all that fucking meat walk right out the door. Um, all that horse meat. All that horse meat, you know? Um, well, and, and people meat, you know? Well, sure. You're telling me these guys don't have salt? Can't just make some jerky? I don't know. I don't even know um, how to make jerky. But I think also, I wonder if it's more of him just complaining at God in general. You know, like he's not complaining at Elisha just for letting those guys go. But just in general, he knows Elisha is kind of the harbinger of doom because Elisha speaks for God. You know. I can it, see it, that. It, 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 it's kind it's of like, probably both. It's kind of like being angry at the snitch for telling the yeah. cops about your drug operation. You're like, oh, well, if that snitch hadn't told him, I would have been fine. I'm like, well, the, the cops were still coming for you. You know, yeah, they were yeah. still, you know, I mean, I, I think he's just angry at the messenger because the messenger represents a force he can't really counter, but he can at least get at Elisha. Sure. So, he can, yeah, he can kill. Maybe he is just mad at God. Because whatever it is, he wants Elisha's head on a fucking stick, right? Probably over like a rotisserie. Probably to cook and eat. Yes, you're right. <laughs> so he sends a messenger ahead 
um, to Elisha. Um, but before the guy shows up, Elisha turns to his elders and says, listen, this guy's going to try to fucking murder me. I know it. So I want you guys to bar this door. And when the messenger shows up, shut the door, hold it against him. Don't let anyone else in here. Because guess what's coming? It's not just going to be a messenger. It's going to be the fucking king to take my head off. So hold it down, boys. And is, sure enough, is Elisha these- in the city? Yeah. So Elisha's... Well, I guess Elisha I mean, never has like a food issue. Yeah, he never really left the city. I mean, he walked the okay, army I thought, there. I, I just thought Elisha was like in the woods, like outside the city. No, he's he's in the same city. So like down in the cheap seats, I'm sure. But like whatever, cheap side, whatever they call it. Um... So sure enough, this messenger comes strolling up. They bar the door and the king is calling out to him. He's like, this disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? So yeah, you're right. And, and to some regard, it's just him trying to kill God's dude because God did this to him. Yeah, it, it'd be like, it'd be like um, you were trying to quit smoking, you know? And like sure. one of your friends was like, oh yeah, man, it's it's fine. Here, have a pack. And then he, like you get cancer. And you're like, well, God damn it. You know, I'm going to blame the guy who, you know, encouraged me to do this, but I'm also going to, like, blame a higher power. You know, it's it, it, it's beyond something you can just deal with. Absolutely. Um, and that, in fact, is the end of Chapter 6. Uh, very abruptly. And also, Chapter 7 is basically the same story. It doesn't even stop. So well, let's we'll just keep rolling. Yeah, let, let's continue 7, but let's at least recap a little bit or, I, I guess, digest okay. it. So what – so – is God fair? Is God responsible for this ultimately? Yeah, I know we. I know we loosely say that God's responsible for everything. Okay, so this is obviously because of the sin of, um, I would say Joram, Jehoram especially, um, specifically, uh, who even though he's better than his brother Ahaziah and better than his dad Ahab, he's still a shit heel, right? right? He still has the the bad temple set up. Um, still has probably the bull horns or whatever fix that, that are indicative temple. of their god. I'll <laughs> add, but um, yeah, I think this is just punishment. Um, in fact, in fact, now we're not going to get into it until chapter eight. Uh, god had told Elijah and Elisha that this was all going to happen eventually. Remember how he said that like they were going to be cut down to only like a few thousand men? Is that? That I, prophecy comes true in chapter eight. Well, I so know, I know. There today, there's but. specifically a, a prophecy regarding the Baalish priests uh, when he destroy when when Elijah destroys the altar and kind of shows up on the scene. Like Elijah's first act shows up, fucks up the altar. He makes a prophecy, but I don't remember anything about like. Well, okay. So before we do the next episode, just read First Kings nineteen again because he talks specifically about what's about to go down. But that's not important right now. Um, my point just being overarching that this has been a long time coming or at least a while coming uh, that once again, the Israelites need to get punished. It seems like a vicious cycle. Like maybe they don't really like God because he's always punishing them and that's why they don't really adore him. And so then he punishes them more for not adoring him. It's pretty gross. All right. So continuing on into uh, this same story, but in chapter seven, Elisha yells back out to the king who is now out here trying to get his head. And he says, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Kind of redundant. About this time tomorrow, a sea of the finest flour were sell for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So in other words, 
somehow, between now and tomorrow, the prices of food are going to plummet, presumably because the supply is going to go up, the demand is going to go down. Um, the king, of course, is incredulous, or rather, the, uh, the not the king, the officer who the king sent ahead as a messenger is, is incredulous. He says, look, even if God right now opened up heaven and like doused us with shit, there's still no way like that we're going to be in that good of a situation. Tomorrow. <laughs> I like, I like, so yeah, the, the, the guard, the head guardsman is like, I don't believe you. Sounds like bullshit. This is a miracle that is too far. What you're saying is ridiculous. Yeah. And I was trying to save your neck. And basically. Elijah's like, Oh, don't worry. You'll see it. You just won't eat. Like this weird yeah. ominous threat. Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> it's very funny. He says, "Oh, you're you're gonna see it happen." But yeah, like you said, you're just not gonna be a part of it. So, you know, that guy's not gonna sleep easy. Tonight, <laughs> when the fucking god prophet says that to you, yeah. yikes! Don't worry, you'll. I mean, you'll you'll be aware of it. You're like, oh, okay. And you're like, yeah, I heard a decapitated head can blink for like three seconds. He's like, huh. <laughs> very very foreboding. Okay, so the next morning, there's a four dudes with leprosy hanging out at the entrance to the city gate. Because that's where you leave your lepers, by the way, if you weren't aware. Um, As greeters. That's gonna be, it's like what Walmart yeah. does. <laughs> oh, they're, they hang out at the gates where they can like collect alms from travelers and shit and eat like scraps of food. And How are you like, hanging neighbors. out at the... Well, I guess they're on the inside of the gate, right? Or yeah, the outside. Because if, if I was the sieging army... Yeah, I'm not going to fucking... Like, lepers are going to die anyway. I'm not going to... Yeah. I wouldn't waste the it's spear. It's good to keep them there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the lepers are just kind of hanging out at the gate, which is still uh, Jesus heals a leper who's like hanging out at a gate eventually. So that's going to be something they do forever. Um, but anyways, these four lepers hanging out and uh, they say to each other, they're like, look, we're going to die, right? We're going to die starving with these guys. Why don't we just go out to this enemy army and see if they'll be chill? If they'll take pity on us. Worst case scenario, if they kill us, we die anyway. Yeah, I guess, I guess they're outside the gate. They're outside yeah. the city. And, and, but yeah, they're like, okay, we, we're between a rock and a hard place. We can go to the city and be a couple of lepers. And even if they were going to give us food, there's no food to eat. So we can either, we can take our chance. We can, we can, we can definitely die for sure of starvation in the city, or we can take our chances with the army. And even if they were to try, and honestly, when you're a leper. Kill me. Yeah. But I, I imagine <laughs> lepers probably have the best odds for prisoner treatment. Like who would rape a leper? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But of all the things that an other army could do, like they'd be like, let's cut well, his. He's like, they could use you for target practice or something. I guess. But if they're like, oh, let's cut off their arm, they're like, too late. <laughs> this arm. They, actually, they would be perfect for target practice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I would I would just have them to like arm wrestle so I'd feel really strong as I just rip that fucking thing right <laughs> off its socket, you know. <laughs> rip all the skin off, just deglove them yeah. completely. Yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> I mean, and let, okay. let's not get too dark, but I probably have a prostitute that I don't like, and I'm like, yeah, suck off his fingers. And you're like, what? <laughs> Stop. This is the second episode in a row that you almost made me throw up. <laughs> You know, if I was the king. Uh, okay, 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 great. So dusk rolls around, get and I guess dark. that's when they assume it's going to be the safest time to go. And they get up, and they go to the Aramean camp. But guess what? Ain't nobody around. Uh, they come to a completely deserted camp. Why? Get this. The Lord. Remember the uh, the ghost chariots the from ghost earlier? army, yeah. That Elisha let his uh, Gezi- or whatever, Gehazi, Gehazi see? Apparently, God made it where they could all hear those chariots and horses. Couldn't see them, but they could hear them. 
and they thought there was an Ornamus army, very Gideon-like again. And uh, this sound, they, they freak out and they just hightail it. They think, that apparently the, the Syrians assumed that it was like Hittites or Egyptian kings hired by the Israelites to, to like fight on their behalf. So uh, in complete terror, like a bunch of fucking idiot cowards that can't even see an enemy, they just leave their camp, everything as it is, and take off. Well, when you're camped at night, you're especially vulnerable to raids. Where you can't see out, but assuming you have campfires and torches and tents, and you're sleeping, it, you know if you were to raid anybody, a sneak attack at night is how you do it. Yeah. So, I, and all you're going to do is be able to hear them anyway. So I, I could see them like they've been sieging the city; they know things are desperate, and then they just hear what sounds like a mega army, and they're sitting ducks. You know, so yeah, I, I can understand. I can understand at least the logic of the story. Yeah, I guess. The stupid part is, though, that they left their fucking horses and donkeys, so they fled on foot. Like, get on your horse, at least. <laughs> well, right? uh, I mean, what if your horses yes. aren't saddled? I don't care. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's still better than running away into the darkness on foot with the sound of chariots all around. <laughs> like, so so here, here would be my philosophy and and i i've been in a couple of situations where like i'm like chased yeah, don't, chased by the police or something you know don't worry we'll take this with plenty of salt <laughs> okay. but uh in those instances if like if i like there's been instances where i was chased by the police or something and in my mindset if i could run to my car and get away or i could just run into the woods and hide and just be away just gone just gone into the woods and no one's gonna catch me there i'm gonna go with the running in the woods thing like, if, if I'm uh, trying to saddle a horse and get out the door and I'm just thinking that at any moment the Egyptians are going to encircle the camp or I can just hightail it 20 feet into the night, I'm, I'm going to do the, the, the hightailing it into the night thing. First off, a, a saddle at this point would probably have been a blanket. Wait a minute. So Do they, they have saddles? They, was no, there even like have made, leather I don't even think they had horses. So it's chariots. They have, to, they have to load up chariots. No, they were, they're horsemen. They have horses. That I, they I can think ride. they rode chariots. I don't think they had. No, it says that they show up with chariots and horses in the earlier. The point is, no, no, no. They, they don't have. On, I don't think. I don't think saddled horses existed at this time. You can ride a horse bareback. The they fucking, didn't know how to do that. They had chariots. Yes, they did. Oh, you fucking idiot. They rode horses. They rode donkeys. We, we, we covered this when we talked about Moses. Now, granted, it's been four hundred fucking years. Yeah, it's been like five hundred years or more. All right, hold on. They they have horsemen at this point. This is the Syrian army. This has nothing to do with the people we've seen earlier. I don't have time for this. No, 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 because I'm pretty sure it... Uh... They just talked about the horsemen. Uh, I don't know. Horseback riding may have begun around 4500 BC, but I'm pretty sure it started with like the steppe people, not from the... I mean, uh, the steppe people would have been raiding over this direction yeah but not the syrians now. whatever okay let's not spend time on it but I, I i think the reason why they left the horses is because they had to use chariots so it's they not just donkeys it's can not, we agree yeah but a donkey's not a fucking horse a donkey isn't a horse just a slightly taller donkey and they couldn't figure out hey it's faster <laughs> and maybe i'll just hop on this real quick and right away because it's tame i think donkeys are dumb enough that you can just hop on them i've done it i think you're dumb oh, enough Jesus. That you wouldn't get on a horse, and I would, I, and I would be, and I'd be like, "Kiss my ass!" As I rode <laughs> off into the fucking sunset. All right. Either way, they left the fucking horses. I, I don't they think it's as ridiculous and the as donkeys. Saying, but and uh, you're an idiot. But regardless, 
uh, the lepers come into this, and that's what they discover. There's horses, there's donkeys, there's food, there's gold, there's clothes, there's tents, there's fucking everything. So these, these this is going to tell you a lot about the character of these lepers. Now, they start taking gold and clothing and, like, hiding it so that they have this shit. And they're going through this process, and they stop. And it doesn't really say which one or whatever, but they say, all right, guys, what we're doing isn't right. Everyone back in the city is fucking starving to death. We can't keep this good news to ourselves. Let's, you know... These guys have been exiled by their city, basically, to live at the at the gates, uh, treated like shit. I'm sure, spit on regularly. I know I would. I would punch them in yet, the face. Even then, with a glove. They. I'm not gonna let them touch even, my hand. Yeah, but. yeah. Of course. Even then, though, these guys don't want the rest of the city to suffer, so they stop their looting, and they go back and they tell everyone, "Hey, folks, you know, you're the gatekeeper." They're like, "Look, uh, the Syrians, they fled. There's no one out there. Let's take care of this." So the king got up in the night and goes to his officers. He's like, look, uh, this is a trick. You know, I, I don't blame him. Like, when, isn't that what you would think? Well, uh, it, 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 there, there, there's some context that's interesting. So they waited till nightfall to check on the enemy camp. They get there. Yeah. It's empty. So they've had all night to kind of like loot the place. And it's in the middle of the night that they're like, you know what, guys, this is actually kind of fucked up. You know, let's let's go yeah. tell the king. So it is the middle of the night. They don't want to. When morning comes, they will find out. Like people will just notice that the army's not there. Um, so they're like, but let's tell them beforehand. Let's not let it just go. They they could have easily just like hid and be like, yeah, they'll figure it out. But instead, they yeah. want to preemptively be like, you know what? If, if someone starves to death in the next three hours, that's kind of on us. That's you know, on us. Yeah. If one more kid, if one more kid gets boiled in desperation at midnight, then, <laughs> then that's kind of on us for not telling them. So they go and they tell the king, but obviously the king's going to be suspicious that the dirty, good for nothing piece of shit lepers in the front gate are like. Well, also that the Syrians are pulling a trap because the Syrians have been trying to ambush this whole time. So hey, maybe this is they're pulling pulling back the siege, right? But really, just which is a classic Jew tactic that we've seen in the past. They do it all the time. Where the, when? the, 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 the there's been I, I'm trying to think. No, you're just racist. <laughs> no, there was a there was a specific battle where they attacked the city. Oh yeah, that was like back in Joshua's. That day. was Joshua's day where they attacked the city and then they retreated to lure them out for an ambush. Okay, and okay. then burned. Hard their, to call it hard to call it a classic Jew tactic. They've done it like three times where they like ago. pretend they're not there. To how many times have we seen it? Uh, we just saw it. We just saw it earlier with the um, the uh, Valley of Blood. Where they all thought that the army was dead and and the and the uh, that wasn't there that wasn't a tactic. Well, was it was that's God how God delivered them. Okay, fair whatever. Do you know what? I'm not going to. This is like the this. fifth no, time. This is like the fifth time where they're like, "Oh no, we're all dead. Come get us!" You know, not on the Sabbath, Cole. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so uh, playing possum is just their thing. So, so the king, they're always the king faking massacres. Okay, so it's not, <laughs> no, no. So the king sends out two chariots to scope the scene. Sure enough, what do they find? They find fucking whole the whole road strewn with clothing and equipment. The Syrians just ran away, you know, headlong into their flight. So messengers go back, tell the king. The people find out. Uh, they go out to, to try and plunder all this. And, of course, the, uh, the prices of barley and flour and everything drop. Now, side note. The messenger, who was told that he would not get to enjoy the fruits of this uh, discovery, of course, is trying to go out to the gate, but of course he gets trampled to death. 
classic uh, European soccer little, move. Yeah, I was, I was thinking like a Black Friday type thing. They're like, "Have yeah. you seen the prices of barley?" And they just they just trample him. <laughs> yeah. So he did get his uh, just desserts, um, which I don't think he deserved actually. So <sighs> fuck that. Eh, yeah, don't question God, bitch. A sliver of doubt. He didn't question God. He questioned a prophet who we know Our God uses to lie. <laughs> I guess I, I, it, it would seem that the reputation of prophets is in the shitter. So I, yeah. I would definitely be like, like he's like, don't worry, you're gonna, you're gonna just go. I would honestly have a feast because your stocks are gonna be filled tomorrow. And he's like, don't do what that prophet says. That fucking. You want me to eat all of my bird shit right now? <laughs> It's just a fucking ice cream bowl full of shit. He's like, <laughs> no. He's like, I'm saving this for later. I'm gonna have to sip on this. So yeah, basically the Bible then recaps why that guy died, and uh, that's more or less the end of the story. That's the end of uh, chapter seven. Yeah, nice little that's, read. That's, I think that's enough. That's that's enough yeah. for one day. <sighs> well. That was I. Do you know the funniest thing about those whole that little story is how it transitions so seamlessly between not it's not seamless. I guess is my point. How abruptly and stupidly it transitions between like oh yeah we saved the floating axe head and then there was all out war and this it's like it, it's like if you're watching Lord of the Rings and then like in the middle of the movie a thirty minute good housekeeping episode came on and was like about the property brothers selling something. <laughs> it's just like, what does this fucking have to do? With it? This is so stupid and non epic compared to what's happening. Yeah, It seems weird that I, I, I feel like, I feel like the general vibe has been, look at how cool Elisha is and how powerful he is. And the reason why you're supposed to think he's such a great guy is because God gives him miracles to, to dab on people, you know? Oh, you, Oh, your ax float. Shazam! And then like the axe floats. They're like, oh, that was that was pretty cool. I mean, pretty minor. He's like, hey, hey, Elisha, my pen's out of ink. He's like, not anymore, bitch. I can do anything. And then also, by the <laughs> way, there's a fucking apocalypse army that's just been hanging out around me all the time. No big deal. It's whatever. You know. It, it, it's a. Uh, it, it'd be like if there was like this magic guy, and you're like, oh, the fucking vending machine's open. He just fawn smacks it, and a bag of Doritos comes out. You're like that is pretty cool. He's like, also, I airstrike <laughs> Syria. You're like, huh. Your powers are uh, wildly inconsistent. I'm not quite sure yeah. what to expect. Yeah, and did it with this insane miracle of the whole blinding them and walking, like just wild <laughs> stuff. Yeah, um, so disproportionate to, I don't know. But I mean, I guess cool. So there was a siege that was bad enough that people ate their own children in a city. I, I do think it's kind of interesting that Elisha is. And Elijah, but in this general vibe, prophets are kind of famous for being able to feed massive amounts of people with nothing. And yet Elisha yeah. just sit there like relaxing and chilling while people are eating their kids. And he feels no responsibility to anybody, to, to any of these people. You yep. know, I guess none of them ever yeah. offered him a place to sleep on the road. But do you think part of why he let the women eat their children is because if you're the kind of person who eats their children instead of, you know, feeding yourself to your children, uh, you deserve that sort of misery. Well, you teach a man to fish, you know. Like I mean, they know how to. I'm sure they know how to fish. Well, my point is, is like, like okay, <laughs> you 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 feed yourself to your kid, okay, but who's gonna feed him tomorrow? I've been watching the show Hannibal lately, okay, uh, and uh, you know a good coronavirus binge, right? And they uh, he actually has a scene where he slowly. Well, who's that British comedian that's really funny? <laughs> um, that cross dresses. Oh, Eddie Izzard. 
You have to say cross-dressing because yeah, there's a but. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I could have said any number. I know, I know. There's a lot of yeah, yeah. I get it. But Eddie Izzard plays like another serial Who's that killer. White right? comedian, and, huh? Who's that white male comedian? I've heard so much about. It. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they slowly eat him, like, and he eats himself too. Oh. So you could do something like that. Like they ate his leg one day, you know, right. and work your way up the body. What's weird is like also just talking about best ways to do cannibalism. Uh, like I would have done it the Snowpiercer way, you know. Where you you, oh, yeah. you cut off an arm the or port. something, and then and then you you um, cinch it off, you know, and and you mean to tell me you've still got lepers that you haven't eaten, but you're eating kids? I mean, lepers can't fight back, and I bet uh, if you cook it thoroughly to 165 degrees, no, I, no, I'm pretty you sure can't you eat. can eat leper meat. Is it contagious no. after you cook yeah, it? I think so. 165 Just degrees internal, dude. It's rotted meat. You don't want that. Mm. I'd eat it before I, I eat my kid. I would way rather eat a child. Yeah. You're stupid. I'd way rather eat okay. someone else's child. Yeah. You're, you're saying you would rather eat a deer that had hoof and mouth disease and was dead on the side of the road than a succulent <laughs> than a, a, a pink, hairless baby? I don't know. Also, well, no. In this, in this analogy, not a baby, a veal. Right. Right? Because okay. it's a deer. Right, right, right. Which right, is the right, leper. Right, right, right. Uh, let's not cross over to the human side until we have <laughs> okay, to. Okay, sure. But kids are great. <laughs> yeah, I hope to eat one someday. Um, but I, I also, let's talk about boiling a fucking kid. Like, to me, yeah. I guess you could, I guess a stew would last longer. Well, yeah, you would want to boil them, I think, to get all those little little like connective tissues and stuff broken down some yeah. you're gonna get way harder meal right 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 and there's a lot of subcutaneous fat i imagine you know yeah because i assume they, it's they, a, i'm assuming a, i'm assuming stew going. yeah i'm assuming you gotta rend all that baby fat <laughs> yeah. oh man uh, um, how to serve man uh it is kind of a I, want, I mean it doesn't say how old the kid is but they ate him in one fucking day they ate him in so one not, day you know you can't stretch that shit out but I'll, it could have been a big family, though. Who knows? Yeah, but I, I will more. say this: if it's maybe like it's a tragedy of the commons thing, like if it was you and me, and we're eating a kid, and then next yeah. tomorrow we're eating my kid, we already agreed to that. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna like save some for later. I'm gonna eat as much as I can now, and then you know, I mean, and then I get like if I if I don't eat my own son, who am I helping? You know, the other guy? That's, you know, I get no, it. that's a solid question. You know? You're asking the questions that preachers are afraid to ask. That's why people come here for church. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in that thing like Hungry Hungry Hippos. I'm just going to gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> I'm going to fucking Pac-Man them little toes. You're going to throw up, though, if you're not careful. Remember how, like, all the, uh, when they were, like, saving people from the Holocaust, they would eat, like. Oh, uh, like candy uh, bars candy. and stuff, and it would, like. Yeah, and they just barf because yeah. he been, hadn't been eating good for so long. So you got to be careful. Mm. Eat your baby in small bites. <laughs> No, oh, it's interesting. Is uh, I don't think that's a is that a really well? I guess they have no food. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal. Whew, that it is. Uh, I also like the economy of it. I, do you think the gatekeeper needed to die? Oh yeah, it's also inconsistent punishments. So the king himself is like, I don't believe him, and the gatekeeper's like, I don't believe you either. And he's like, Well, you're about to die. And he's like, Okay, but what the fuck? The, yeah. like, there's well, two the of us that know. dissented. It's like, yeah, well, he's got privilege. You don't. Yeah, it's weird how this story is so wildly inconsistent all the time. Oh, who could have seen? Who could have seen that coming? Um, and then also like, uh, Gazia, Gahiza, or whatever, you know, did the same shit, doubted and stole money, basically, or whatever. 
and all he got was a little bit of leprosy. NBD. I mean, six and seven seem like one story, and they and they definitely don't have like a distinct break. So, no. in a sense, let I, I feel like we're viewing this separately, but let's view it as connected to the one where a bunch of serious show up, they blind them, and then feed the shit out of them, and then send them on their way, and then the next encounter with the Syrians is them starving you. Yeah, I, is God? Ooh, it is what, dark. What's the point? So God gave the Syrians more consideration. Then he did the woman who had to eat her own kids. This, okay, you have to. Realize, the Syrians aren't people to <laughs> okay, the Bible. Right. No, I'm serious. They're not. They're just, they're just an outside enemy and entity. That's not even that. That's that's too real. They're a fucking rhetorical device, mm-hmm. right? Like they're used as punishment. Period. They are the fucking paddle. No one cares what the paddle is doing. Why the paddle's doing it? We just care that it's slapping the 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 hiney of these Israelites. So I think that. What is maybe interesting now that you say that, that makes me think also why the king was pissed off at Elisha. Not only did they let this enemy go who came back and sieged them, they also gave them, I'm assuming, a lot of their food storage. Yeah, they just fed an entire army of blind guys. Yeah, yeah. so now their food's dwindling, which isn't a big deal in times of plenty. But when you've got a fucking famine coming down the road in, what, a few days, a few weeks, whatever it was. Right. It could have been years. It doesn't tell. But it's not a good idea to have just given all your food. It sounds out to your like worst it'd be right on top of it. There's no other stories in between. It's just you know. True. It says sometime later. And, and the very Ben Haddad uh, seems like an impatient guy. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, it's a fucking mess. I'll tell you that right now. It just it just seems like such a weird dab. Like Elijah walks in. He's famous for feeding a bunch of people with a couple loaves of bread. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm the food guy. Hey, by the way, I told them they could have some of your food. Hope that's cool, bro. And then I'm just going to send him along their way. And then, like, he's still living in the city in the midst of a famine. He's like, hey, remember those uh, guys you let go that then fed him a lot of food? Are you going to do something about it? He's like, he's like, Elijah is like, hold on. Let me get to, like, the end of this chapter in my book. And then I'm like, <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> like he won't even, he won't even, he's like, he just puts one finger up. And he's like, hold on, hold on. I mean, yeah, I got to come up with something. I mean, Elisha wasn't writing this. Whoever fucking right, you know, it just seems it just, he's like he's like I'm busy. What now? Like you realize that people are eating kids out here. He's like, ah, fuck. It just okay. it's, I mean, this was probably an oral tradition until it got written down during the exile. So that's probably why it just is fucking all scattered and like plugged in in different places because it wasn't probably held all linearly. It was like yeah, we have this story and this story and this story. It was like an epic like. And then how are we going to put it together? You know, how are we going to make this chronological is why it doesn't really make sense. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> what's our what's our stupid fucking Twitter handle? I'm never going to be. I don't know. Bible pimps. This guy's so dumb. What? It's okay. You can follow us on Twitter at Bible pimps. So far, just my sister. We'd build up a steady followership of maybe like 20 people with the old account before we got uh really unfairly banned yeah so come out there follow us at bible pimps um we're not really doing a lot but we're there and then you can also send us an email revelations podcast at gmail.com you know what i think would be funny is we should just like uh you, you know like those uh like food.com or whatever where you can just submit recipes we, we should uh, we should we should we should submit some ethnic recipes from the bible <laughs> that's like like if you're wondering what to eat for this passover try a little bit of uh <laughs> The Elisha diet. The Elisha diet, yeah. I mean, that'd be fun. Uh, I, I, I think... All right, so real talk. Let's swap recipes right now. Let's just take your best guess. You, you, you're you hungry, 
And we all know that hunger is the greatest spice. So you don't have to knock it out of the park. Yeah. But Agreed. You, you've got a kid. What, 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 it's, just, it's just a cold, lifeless, bald baby dumped on your countertop. How do, what do you do? I'm doing uh, cross sections of the of the thigh, right. and do like an asabuco. <laughs> okay, uh, I feel like I would uh, cut the arms and the legs off and yeah. do them like chicken wings. You know, where mm-hmm. I like a little bit on the grill, just tender up the flesh a little bit, but uh, sort of steam a little bit, and then I would cut off the head, throw that into a stew, and then use the torso like a rotisserie chicken. Oh yeah, wow. you know, maybe maybe a little bit of uh, some um, some garlic potatoes to go with it, you know. Yeah, make a stock out of that too. Later. Yeah, 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 hey, yeah. Waste not, want not. I my bet friend. you could take the bicep and uh, just fry it up and put on a little bit of risotto. Ooh. I'm picturing us having this conversation with these two mothers. It, just, <laughs> it sends me to places. Like I just keep thinking about like I'm, I'm like thinking about like, um, the the Native American Inuits would eat like elk eyes, and I'm like I don't know. Yeah. Can you eat a human eyeball? Yeah, you gotta be able to eat a human eyeball. Yeah, I'll do you it. Know. That's the first thing I would try. I would honestly. dehydrate the ear and give it to my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would slice up the tongue a little bit, maybe fry it with some mushrooms. Okay. Actually, all good ideas. I'll tell you what, that's on the bucket list now. I think we got a book. Uh, that's on the bucket list. Like, before yeah. I die, there's just going to be an 80 year old Cole walking around with like a hook. Just, just at the park. 